It's another Sunday Night in Comedy, and tonight we're talking to some of the funniest people in Canada who are keeping things running behind the scenes. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and of course streaming worldwide on the Global News Radio Network brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical helping you read Twitter troll comments online since 1967 which that doesn't really make sense but that's fine we of course have our producer Vince Tedesco on the line how you doing buddy (laughs) Vince I have to I feel like I'm gonna mention this right off the bat for our listeners I can't believe it took five and a half seasons of this show but ladies and gentlemen Vince Tedesco finally has a soundboard well I don't finally have okay like I always thought it was a bit cheesy, but after playing with it for a while, it's kind of kind of fun. You are finally living your Howard Stern dreams over here. Yeah, we're we're like we're like one we're one soundboard away from Baba Booey now. But I'm there glad. You go. I have oh, that if you want it. If you want, I can put in a Baba Booey. You've got <laughs> you've got a soundboard. Summer is coming. Fingers crossed, you know, the COVID numbers are going down. Who knows, man? Maybe things are going to blossom now. Maybe we're going to see a festival season opening up. But in the meantime, Vince, we do have some great comics here on the show tonight. They've launched online comedy clubs. There's new streaming shows happening. So I don't know, man. Maybe we're going to have some exciting new stuff on stage and online heading into this year. We'll see what happens uh, as we wrap up, you know, the second brighter half of season five, buddy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's looking like a promising summer. Let's get into it, baby. Uh, so as we were saying, me and our new soundboard happy producer, Vince Tedesco, we were talking about how, I don't know, things are sort of cracking open again. Maybe we're going to see some live shows this summer. Maybe we're going to see festivals creeping back. But this entire season, we've been talking to comics all over the map who've figured out ways to start some new stuff and work with these sort of online parameters and stream some stuff. And I think some of this stuff is going to be here to stay this is something completely new entirely that we're going to get into, which is an online comedy club. We have Daniel Woodrow and Rodney Ramsey on the line. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, yo, play them, play them reggae horns. Play them. Come on, go, go, go. Yeah, go, without, go. I didn't know who did those reggae horns. There's so much going on here. That is that is all Vince. I, You know, you guys, it took us almost the entire pandemic to figure out how to do this show on Zoom. We were like doing it on our cell phones from our little COVID bunkers here. And now it's taken us five and a half years for Vince Tedesco to get a soundboard. We're like going back in time. You guys are doing new, innovative things. I'm watching your online comedy club right now. You've got avatars, you've got CG backgrounds, all this stuff. We're like going back. We're like going to back to like 90s AM radio at this point. <laughs> hey, that's that's great though. Yeah, I like it like that. We're going really fast in the wrong direction. So I did want to, you know, I mean... Daniel, you've been in the comedy game for a long time. Ronnie, you've been around for a long time. I know you guys have seen what comics have been up to this year. People are sort of, you know, working with the cards they've been dealt. People are dropping albums that they maybe had on the back burner. People are starting online festivals. People are figuring out how to use this streaming thing to their advantage and, you know, keep the audience they had and maybe reach out and find a new audience. But you guys are kind of doing something new entirely here. So the Unknown Comedy Club, how does this work exactly? This is a live 
like online completely digital comedy club hey daniel you you, you start this off man you, you go ahead you go ahead all right cool uh yeah it's basically uh we are trying to replicate the feelings that you get at a real comedy club for both like the comedians and the audience and kind of just make that into a digital world like it it like has to be interactive you know what i mean it has yeah. to be fun it can't just be like it feel like a meeting let me just interrupt one second uh you remember uh you remember you ever seen the episode of uh star trek uh next generation when uh data was trying to learn uh, stand-up comedy in the uh, hollow in the uh holodeck yeah that's what we're trying to do we're trying to make that's the holodeck right. a stand-up right that was simulation <laughs> that was the goal that was the goal please continue some well, of that I, means nothing to me but yeah. I, yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't see that one either but that sounds terrifying you guys know about the holodeck though come on you can imagine all right you can imagine well, one thing, I mean, you know, we've we've talked to comics all over Canada, all over the U.S., worldwide, really, this past year. And, you know, people have had sort of mixed reactions and mixed feelings to doing, you know, streaming stand-up online because it's a different animal, of course. I think yeah. the one thing that people have really tried to sort of wrap their brains around is you guys know as comics, you know, you walk into the green room, you're waiting backstage, you're feeling that energy of the room, you're sort of reading the vibe of the room. And that's sort of, you know, you're, it's like riding this wave. So you, you get up on stage and you build on that right away. The one thing that's been tough for a lot of folks in comedy is how to sort of duplicate that because you're, you're streaming online. You don't have that sort of live energy. You don't have those bodies in the room. So how can you guys sort of like recreate that on this well, platform in a way? I mean, again, what we're doing is, uh, so we, like, this is tech-based, right? Everything we're yeah. doing here. I mean, like, you know, we've accepted the fact that, uh, you know, again, no one's leaving their house. It's the apocalypse and this is how you communicate, <laughs> right? Like you guys went back in time, we went forward, right? So, uh, <laughs> so what we do is, you know, we get the comics in like, uh, you know, pretty early and cause we get, you know, look at Daniel, right? Everybody either looks like Daniel and soon like Daniel will look like me and then no one will look less than Daniel. Like everybody's gotta be tech. Oh, uh, everybody's gotta be up on their tech. So we get them in early, we make sure that their tech is right. And then, yeah. but that, that's our green room, right? Yeah, figuring out tech and stuff. You know what I mean? Just having a good time with the comics. You know, we've had, we've seen comics sometimes, you know, yo, you think comics know about tech? They come in here, they have no idea what a green screen is, bro. <laughs> they can't put a background. The amount of people that cannot put a virtual background on is very fun. For those, for those listening online right now, Ronnie has himself in full avatar mode. How do you guys like, how do you, how much of an interaction do you get with the audience then? Like I know JFL this past year did the streaming thing where you can kind of, you know, there's comics doing stuff in different rooms and you can okay. opt in and see what you want to watch. So we're, again, it's, we're all about the stand-up simulation. Like uh, yep. our whole thing Thing was like because when we did this we're like can we do it is it possible right and uh what we noticed was after the first show we did in january we noticed the comics the crowd was fine whatever but the comics got off yep. and they were like they were messaging us like yo that felt like we were just on stage they were like yeah. we got they got the comedy high it's that comedy right? uh, yeah so what what yeah. we do is we try to make sure that comics can do everything that they could do on stage from home in front uh on their virtual stage so that's there's a lot of work we do behind the scenes but i mean yeah. whatever you know we we do it all for the comics to so it's seamless for them I you know which like, I, think, I mean you guys have tapped into something there man because comics have been craving that all year of course i mean you know and everything to a lot of degrees everything has sort of kind of felt like a placebo for a lot of comics like they've yeah. never really been able to sort of recreate that vibe so if you guys have tapped into that i mean that's well, huge i feel like this is something that's I mean, uh, was this idea born out of COVID? Because this is something that I think you yes. guys have tapped into something new here that I think is going to be here to stay even after all of this. 
Well, Rodney had like uh, been dabbling with the VR thing for quite a few years now. Like he actually introduced me to VR when when uh, like, you know, quite a few years ago. And he's always yeah. been kind of upgrading his stuff. And then he went and uh, had bought a 360 camera, like a camera that could record like 360. And yeah. we, recorded we, we thought the thing was going to be bringing like stand up comedy from the outside world into VR and people yeah. put on the headset and watch comedy like, well, 360, I'm sitting next to each other. But that wasn't the thing because there wasn't enough people in VR. So the thing actually is taking VR and bringing it out to people, like all the crazy things that VR can do, like make you a, a, a human black cartoon man character real time. I mean, yeah. like, dude, I mean, that's 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 the promise of, of the future. No, like, I mean, like, I, I I totally think so. I mean, one thing I wanted to pick both your brains on is, you know, before all this stuff happened, you remember and, and sort of every city, every comedy hub has these shows but you know here in toronto back in the day there was always sort of those cult heritage shows that upcoming comics would would try to get on and if you got booked on them it meant you were going in the right direction like you know kenny robinson had nubian show that launched right. a ton of careers joe downey had spirits there was all these sort of cult shows right you know where if you got it was like i said events before the show today it was kind of like the old, old school like if you got called over to the couch on the late show it meant you were sort of gonna make it yeah do you think do you think there's going to after all of this and things return do you think there's going to be those sort of heritage spots again or do you think that's sort of a product of a bygone time at this point nah man that'll always be a thing dude there's like there's like okay so um i think it's uh on the 22nd we were doing this show uh for david pride right i don't know if you know david uh david yeah, yeah. pride whatever david pride great comic yeah. and uh this is show you like yo one of our my comedy school do you remember the works do you ever do the comedy works back in the day in montreal man uh yeah, the comedy yeah. yeah yeah dude iconic right like all these people came out of the comedy works ellie hassan freaking deanne smith like all of these crazy acts right yeah. so uh, and dude i have memories from that spot what we're doing we're gonna we're gonna recreate the works in in virtually and we're gonna do a show with all works alumni you know what i'm saying like uh so we can start recreating shows again like or places that are never were like spirits and like you know places that were iconic you know back in the day i don't think that'll ever end there's gonna be comedy spots that will always come up what do they stevens do they still have that that weed room uh, that they used to back in the day like uh, uh no vapor lounge has closed as well yeah. you know what i mean that'll never stop though you know what i mean but now we can actually bring these things back you know what i'm saying well, and i i you know i think in a way you guys have really tapped into a new form of that i mean it's kind of like what podcasting did for comics a decade ago you know before even everyone and their dog had a netflix special podcasts were sort of the thing that originally made stand-up cool again and people want to go out and watch live comedy again because they were yeah. listening to these people on podcasts i think you guys yeah. are recreating that with with an online club and i mean the process of doing that is amazing i mean it's hard to open up a spot it's hard to make a successful room i mean you look at a place like the corner you know like a small intimate club you're paying rent in downtown you're trying to sell drinks you're trying to keep crowds in there you're trying to promote everything it's tooth and nail even if there was a pandemic and i think you guys are really tapped into something new here all right we're going to come back from the break with more unknown comedy club and we're going to have jen Sicato join us on the line we'll be back with more inside jokes hey this is courtney gilmore and you are listening to inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto that was like a weather girl <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you stand six feet apart 
from everyone you love. But <laughs> on a brighter note, things are getting better. We're going to online comedy clubs now. This is I, this is crazy. So we're talking to Daniel and Rodney who have launched the Unknown Comedy Club. And of course, listeners at home can't see this, but I'm looking at this club right now. It's like this whole digital realm. Like Rodney, you're hosting this thing as an avatar. This, this blows my mind, you guys. Because like I said, it took us five and a half years to figure out Zoom and then get a soundboard. So I mean... <laughs> This is really cool, guys. Wait, wait for it on our social media. Yeah, you're over there. Check it out on our social media. Clubs. Uh, We also have Jen Sicato on the line. Jen, how are you doing? It's it's been a minute, as the kids say. You haven't joined us in a while. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. Nice to see your faces. It'll be even nicer when we see each other in person one day again, whenever the heck that happens. Whenever but, that, uh, that is. Last yeah, but until then, I got to say, I'm so thankful for the Unknown Comedy Club. I did one of their, uh, kind of like an open mic they did. They yeah. do during the week and uh it's unlike other zoom shows it's unlike other boring zoom shows where it's just a bunch of talking heads it really kind of has kind of like a, a feel like it's a special night you know what i mean so it's a good time they start off their shows with a dj set so i'm pumped man well that's hey, the thing hey. that's the thing we were getting into before the break too jen i mean i'm sure you, you you know like you said you've dipped your toes into all this online stuff this year and it's been sort of this process of comics kind of figuring it out and everything kind of felt like a backup plan right it was like well i have to do something i have to reach out to an audience somehow i have to get paid i have to do material but it's i think for a lot of the for a lot of the stuff going on it hasn't really filled that void for comics it's been tough to figure out how to sort of replicate that but i mean now looking at this layout of the unknown comedy club it's it's yeah it's crazy it's like this whole 3d virtual club setting for you jen after doing a bunch of these shows like does it have some of the same feel to it now that, that, you know, it used to be like a year ago being live on stage in front of humans? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like actually um, engaging with the audience, like you would kind of be doing crowd work and stuff like that. I miss yeah. that so much. I miss that the most out of stand-up. Can I interject here? Because see, uh, here's the thing now. Uh, Jen, Jen did our beta show, right? Jen actually hasn't done, because we have a beta night where you, people just come on and kind of do whatever, because we have tech standards, right? So the people who can't meet them, yeah. we just throw them on the beta show. It's great. Somebody came out with a dog mask the other day, did a whole set. It was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's the beta show. You let anything, anything goes, right? So uh, on Jen, Jen's going to be doing, I think it's going to be your first set at the at like the, the main club yep. on, uh, on the 29th. And we will... 100% have amazing crowd work for you guaranteed yeah. during 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 because uh he Jen's married to Patrick Akeem who also was on our uh, show and we yeah. had the best moments you can see it on the website <laughs> I was doing crowd work and this dude right he was watching the show uh on his bed no shirt all right and he was eating he was eating pretzels pretzels and easter eating eggs chips. bro Easter yeah. egg. <laughs> and I mean and he was talking about how he's trying to have a kid with him and his wife and that's not it's not happening I'm like dude maybe it's all the pretzels and easter eggs bro you think think <laughs> it's, your, it's your diet man and the thing is about this is like okay you do crowd work at a show right you're in okay you're dealing with what people tell you because everybody's dressed nice or in front of you dude crowd work when people are at home yo you get access to their whole house man I yeah, love it yeah. yo it's amazing someone yeah. else oh, it's the greatest man nowhere to hide by the way, my husband, Hakeem, no relation to Hakeem Optical, the sponsor. Yeah. Sure. I just want to be clear. That's not why I'm on here. It's not the only reason why I got on here. Um, but yeah, my, my show is uh, May 29th, um, hosted by the Unknown Comedy Club. It's called I Heart Asians. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> 
Um, I'm so just, I'm very thankful you didn't use bong. Let me see if I have that one. (laughs) (laughs) One episode and we already have to take the soundboard away from Vince. I did want to ask, I mean, Jen, I think for you as a comic, you'll know this. I mean, one thing that a lot of of standups that we've talked to this past year that we're sort of wrestling with is, you know, doing these online Zoom shows it's tough to sort of a jump into that mode. Like when you're when you're at a club or you're at a live stage, you sort of you're pacing around backstage. You're running your set through your head. You're feeding off of that energy. When you're at home, there's no sort of buildup like that. It's just like you're doing a Zoom show. The camera goes on. That's it. And you're sort of bringing like honed, prepped existing material. A lot of comics have found it tricky during all this to to write new stuff and to test out new stuff because they don't have those mics to go and play around on i think that's another part that the unknown comedy club can actually fill for a lot of comics as well is, is mm-hmm. being able to have that platform again every weekend we have a showcase uh it's free uh it's most most weekends we have it it's uh it's free it's a free showcase we get a headliner it's a completely free show man uh i mean anybody can come by to check it out like again yeah. like we, we really want to make this equitable because even whenever people are going through hard times so that's why we do we're donation based and again we we had scott falconbridge on headlining last weekend like a free showcase yeah yeah just go to the website man you need a free show unknowncomedyclub.com we got you and may 29th is the hard asian show that which you should pay for and is hosting so we <laughs> yeah. don't uh you know as as a human which is is great because we uh, the nice thing about the club is we can have both avatars and just as a host or just a person it doesn't matter like we're so flexible and yeah Jen I'm sure you 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 talk about the show you're you're the one in charge of that one yeah yeah well first of all the, the show is called I Heart Asians just because we couldn't come up with anything better <laughs> but, um, you know stop Asian hate is uh is trending but um yeah. you know I didn't want to have like a negative word associated with the show so I was like what's the opposite of hate love let's do it I love I Heart Asians well um, so it's going to be me and uh, three other Asian comics. Yeah. Um, uh, Big Norm Alphonsel, uh from uh, Scarborough, Celeste Lampa from Edmonton, and Paul Bulliet from Montreal. Yes, they are all Filipinos. And then there's me. It just went <laughs> out that way. Um, <laughs> it's not uh, Pinoy Hour featuring uh, Plus Gunsicado, but that's just the way it happened. But they're all very, very funny Asian comedians. And uh, you should come by and check it out and support. I, and I did actually, I wanted to pick your brain on that a little bit too, Jen. Like, uh, you know, a lot of comics have been talking about this year, you know, with so much crazy stuff going on in the world and so much bad, you know, this horrible news cycle that we've been trapped in for this entire year. You know, com- comedy, a big part of comedy is sort of taking that stuff that happens in the world and sort of taking the power out of it and finding the funny in it and talking about it openly. A lot of comics though are like, well, you know what, people have kind of been stuck at home with a lot of negative crap all year one thing that people are missing a lot right now is just escapism you know going into a comedy club and shutting the world out for 90 minutes and being able to laugh and sort of not you know put all those problems on hold for you as a comic though and especially doing this show on the 29th with everything that's happened and especially lately yeah all of this anti-asian sentiment and all this stuff that's happening right now for you has that sort of changed your comedy right now like do you feel not pressure but do you feel the need to sort of maybe be more political right now than you would have before Yes, um, and pressure only from myself, just because of the guilt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like how, I don't know, I just feel like an idiot sometimes still going up doing my, like my husband, get a load of my husband jokes when, uh, <laughs> when all this stuff is going on in the world. But that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Comedy can be about anything, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I encourage people to come check out the show. You don't have to be Asian. Yeah, just come turn off your brain, laugh, enjoy. That's what comedy is all about. That's what it's always been about. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think so too. I think how much has this sort of, I mean, doing doing an online club like this and doing these these streaming shows, do you think it's changed the way that audiences respond to stuff? Because I know, you know, you know, as a comic, when you meet somebody or you're talking to your friends about what you do, one of the first things people always ask right after do you know russell peters is always <laughs> how many hecklers do you get and they think hecklers are like a thing all the time and as we all know usually like 90 percent of the time it's just some like drunk person in a club that thinks they're being like part of the show yeah i'm helping you aren't though how much of that <laughs> has sort of bled into this online stuff is there sort of a different relationship now with audiences i can't be absolutely sure uh, generally speaking the zoom shows i've done People have behaved. They mm -hmm. behaved from home, um, but they still haven't got the hang of like locking their kids up for the night. Don't bring yeah. Your kids. yeah. Like, would you bring your kid to a comedy show downtown? Why are you bring your kid to the Zoom comedy show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, lock them up for the night. You can tell I don't. I'm not a good role model for parents out there. But uh, whatever you gonna do, <laughs> hire a sitter, give them candy, occupy them just for thirty minutes. You know, and. Um, and uh, yeah, sure. But I've also, one thing I've noticed um, more so than like real live, you know, in-person standup is uh, people going, wait a minute, I can do comedy by Zoom? I want to be a comedian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. think it's just like, oh, all I have to do, I feel like for people who have always had that fantasy of, of doing comedy, yeah, I feel like Zoom comedy, they're like, oh, I'm in the comfort of my own home potentially people out there don't even know who I am. They'll never see me again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when the world opens up again, I'd like to see those people come down and really give it a shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. I mean, I think one thing that's happened as a result of all this is sort of, it's been a bit of a, a calling in a way because the comics who stuck around are the comics that have been at this for a while for the most part and you know at working comics like this is your job this is what you do so you had to you know you had to figure out a way around this stuff because it's like well i've got residuals coming in from radio plays or maybe i have an album but that's about it i have to do something so it kind of was a purge in a way because there's no open mics right now there's not you know toronto at any given time has eighty thousand dive bars doing stand-up shows and uh you know about 70 percent of them aren't great sometimes because there's a it was kind of oversaturated do you think right. that's going to happen now on online stuff? Because it is easy for people now to set up a camera and go, I'm, I'm a comedian now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has kind of been a purge, hasn't it? And um, I feel like those people, you know, who have the residuals for their albums or whatever, you know, myself included, is like, you got to stay relevant, you know? I personally yeah. had, uh, I had some personal issues going on for most of the pandemic, so I, I gladly took a little hiatus. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Asian Heritage Month came up. Rodney and Daniel approached me. I said, yeah, I'd love to put on a show. So this is going to be actually my first kind of real show in a long time. Like I said, I've been doing a couple of Zoom shows, so it's not going to be totally fresh and raw and rusty. But uh, I'm super excited about this because it's going to be like first real show back, you know? I think so. Too. Oh, what did Rodney just change into now? We're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what is that is the body happening? of Black Panther. We're coming up forever. Oh, Rodney's going crazy with the avatars for real. He's this, Black this Panther. He is like 
I'll he tell you right Wakanda. now, for, for the listeners at home who, are, who, who aren't watching this, you definitely have to check out Unknown Comedy Club. Like, this is blowing my mind. It is an entire, there's a cityscape in the background. I'm waiting for, like, a digital wait staff to walk by. Come to the club and get some laughter. We're kind of <laughs> forever. It was, the part yeah, that killed yeah. me is his VR character was drinking coffee. That serves no purpose. But for, yeah. like, <laughs> and that was killing me. I don't know why. Like a CGI Dave Foley. I think it's fantastic, though. You guys could you could pepper in a heckler there if you want. You can. Yeah. Daniel Woodrow, maybe we can bring back like a digital uh, Rudiger or something in there. Yeah, I don't want to encourage hecklers ever. <laughs> for sure. Don't come do that. We'll hack you. Thank you. Um, yeah, there we but, go. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely come on May 29th to uh, see Jen's show. The Avatar might make an appearance setting up the show, you know, and bringing on the host. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? Know. Who knows who you But there's got a lot of great comedians on that show. So either way. I honestly, you know, I could talk to you guys all day about this. I think what you've built here is absolutely incredible. I think it fills a massive void that's been happening this year for comics. And I think, honestly, I think if if everything cracked open tomorrow and everything came back and live audiences came back, I think there's still going to be such a massive need for this. I think you guys have really tapped into something here. Uh, that nobody else was doing so it's incredible so of course that show hosted by Jen Cicado happens May 29th and before we do let you guys go how do people find Unknown Comedy Club online? Unknowncomedyclub.com or you can go to our Facebook page uh, Unknown Comedy Club listen we're the only Unknown Comedy Club on the internet you type that type that in you're going to end up somewhere where we want you to be all right Unknown Comedy Club Eventbrite Facebook Twitter Instagram everywhere man I love it. Oh, you guys, thank you, T'Challa. That's for sure. All right, May 29th, hosted by Jen Sicado. Everybody, check out Unknown Comedy Club because honestly, this is blowing my mind. I've never seen something like this before. Daniel, Rodney, and Jen, thank you all so much, and thank you for building this, man. I love this. Yeah, I, I hope to uh, see you at a future show. Thanks for having us. For sure. All right, stay safe, you guys. Crush Bye, it, guys. May 29th, and Thanks uh, for having us, man. Yeah, I love this. We'll talk to you Happy guys. Happy Asian Heritage Month. I heart Asians. I heart Asians. If you don't, if you don't, you're racist. Come to the show, you're racist. With more inside jokes, and we're going to find out what independent producer Danish Anwar has been up to this entire time. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is John Oakley. Just thought I'd stick around in the studio for inside jokes to die for. Right here at 640. I got drama, the saga continues. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio. That voice? I don't know. I did like, Vince, I almost, I did like some accidental Howard Cosell or something there. Like Charlton Heston. Uh, you know, and this is a news talk station. So I've, you know, hopefully. Our Damn you, dirty comics. Old enough to remember Damn that. you all to hell. <laughs> Uh, first off, before we bring in our next guest, shout out once again to the Unknown Comedy Club. I think that is yeah. incredible what they've built over there. I mean, Vince, I feel like, you know, from the start of this pandemic last year up until now, the trajectory of, of innovative stuff that we've seen comics cranking out is really incredible at this point. You know, there was this, everything was such a looming question mark a year ago and comics were like, what the heck are we going to do? How long is this going to last for? Everything felt like so doom and gloom. Now coming to a year later it's comics are like 
have completely built an entirely new infrastructure here. It's incredible. Dino, uh, what have I always said? What have I always said, Dino? Express you, your creative juices. Express your creative juices. Yeah, you tried to hashtag that one, and guess what? It uh, did not. Take. It caught on like fetch. It sounds vaguely dirty. So it sounds vaguely <laughs> dirty. Don't. If you're going to express your juices, just make sure your Zoom camera's off, okay? Don't be yeah. like the CNN anchor. What was his name? Jeffrey Stupin or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but going from Unknown Comedy Club, we have another producer who, independent producer, promoter, comic, just all around sort of jack of all trades in the comedy world who hasn't joined us in a while. Very curious what he's been up to. We have Danish Anwar on the line. How you doing, buddy? What's up, guys? Yes, I've been hibernating in my weed cave and uh, <laughs> in between uh, session, you know, crying sessions and all that. You yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was before the COVID. And now <laughs> the things are still the same. But yeah, I mean, it, like, like you guys said, it's been a weird, weird time. And after a year of this, I think we've all um, come out of it. I'm not going to say better, yeah, but stronger, which should be better but in some cases it, it, it i mean the the cost of it is has been astronomical in my well, opinion here's, and here's the thing danish i mean way 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 before the pandemic i mean not just being a stand-up yourself but you've always been an incredibly enterprising guy you're one of those independent producers and promoters that's like you're constantly just launching new brands and you have your you kind of have your hands in a bunch of different things at once i mean you're yeah. franchising roast battles all over the planet <laughs> you're at one point you even had like a speakeasy style brunch restaurant on your patio for god's sake so uh, I mean, yeah <laughs> i still have all the furniture from it over here <laughs> which now for like, multiple reasons you yeah. can't do yeah that's, uh, I, that's what happens when you grow up poor you gotta find ways <laughs> of making money right <laughs> i am curious though to pick your brain i mean one thing that we've been saying on this show a lot lately because i really do believe it's true is one thing that we've seen happening this entire year during this pandemic is comics for the most part have really been the ones steering the ship i mean the mm -hmm. industry has really been kind of staying afloat based off of what comics are building themselves because mm -hmm. you know the festivals kind of went on pause or had to change formats right the clubs weren't open so the sort of gatekeepers who are always there have kind of been stepping off to the side and it's been indie comics doing everything for you what's this whole year been like i mean what's life like as as an independent I mean, uh, where do I even begin? At first, uh, with the you know, pandemic summer of 1.0, 2020, yeah. uh, the first thing that happened was it upended the conventions of comedy. You know, up, 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 for the last forever, uh, there's been a very specific way of doing comedy. Underground, dark basement, low ceilings, yeah. keep the laughter bouncing. You know, that was the meta. That was the understand. That's what, that was best practice. You can't, you don't do comedy outdoors because there's too many distractions. There's noise. The yeah. laughter dissipates and, you know, comics are, you know, you know how we are. We're already idiosyncratic people. And then somebody tells us, no, you have to do everything the specific way. We kind of tend to get on board because we're like, yeah, that makes sense in my life. I have breakfast at 4 PM. Of course yeah. I should be doing, you know, everything a certain way. But then when we had to, we started doing shows in parks. I started doing shows on my roof, literally above me, you yeah. know, wide open air, picnic style. And guess what? It was fine. Not only was it fine, it was a lot of fun. You know, when we had to, we evolved, right? Problem is we had to. And, and yeah. there, I mean, there was that, that's how I spent like the first part of the pandemic for me was that, that, that kept me going, doing shows on the roof, you know, hanging out with people, you know, naked orgies that kind of a thing <laughs> and um it's not cdp approved but now we're now we're in going into the second summer right and in yeah. between the two summers 
we had this explosion of online content, just like very innovative, groundbreaking. Like I have to give props to, you know, Mark Sinagoga, Mark Anthony Sinagoga. Yeah, oh yeah, his yep. Videos, so. you know, about, you know, Doug Ford and his, just, just, just the general level of polish that he brought to his online game. And a lot of comedians did that. I mean, for yeah. me personally, I'm a stand-up guy. I like live. And so aside from making the odd TikTok or like, you know, stuff on the internet, I'm not really a, sketches are not my strength. You know, I like to be able to make people uncomfortable to their face you <laughs> yeah. know, in person. Well, I think, my weird I, thoughts. I, I think though what you've, you've, you've tapped into something there too, Danish, is that I think as soon as comics stopped looking at all this stuff as something they were forced into mm -hmm. and started looking at it in a way of like, how can we be creative with this? How can we have fun with this and use this to our advantage and explore this and just treat it like another tool, another platform yeah. instead of like an emergency backup plan that you don't really want to do. And I think as soon as comics started embracing all of this stuff, that's yeah. where all this stuff really popped. That's how you have unknown comedy club. That's how you have new labels that were launched and all this stuff. Right. And I think even when things do open back up again, it is going to be incredible to see how many new things have been added to the game that are going to be here to stay. Uh, but you do, Absolutely. of course, have, have an exciting project coming up that I want to pick your brain about. We're going to come back with more Danish Anwar right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Chris Rod, I'm Robson, you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Killer B sold 50 gold, 60 platinum, shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics. Rapping Welcome back to Inside Jokes, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see the signs in the vaccine line. How about that? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait until our Hakeem plugs are about live shows in front of human beings again. Uh, we have independent stand-up producer, promoter, entrepreneur, semi-legal brunch restaurateur <laughs> Danish Anwar on the line but yeah Danish going back to what you were saying before the break I think it's I think it's absolutely true that like you know when all this stuff first happened everything was such an unknown and everything was scary mm -hmm. and I mean being a comic especially in Canada is a precarious trade at the best of times oh so yeah like, oh my god how am I gonna scrape by now a year later though we've come to a point where comics have sort of like I I, I know everybody wants to be live on stage again, of course. Mm -hmm. We've got to a point where comics have built some really incredible stuff that I think is going to just linger and be a part of the package. Oh, absolutely, time. absolutely. A lot of this, a lot of these habits that we form, not just in comedy in general, a lot of these will be permanent, right? Yeah. The hybrid work environment, hybrid comedy environment. I mean, why not have a live show that is also streamed and paid for online by people who could not attend it? Right. Yeah. There will always be people who want to see it live. And there will always be people who are like, you know what, I'd rather just stay at home in my, you know, torn up underwear with my bag of Doritos from three weeks ago and watch you talk about your sex life. Yeah. And, uh, oh. you know, that's entertainment for us on a Tuesday night, isn't it? Um, really has that was really specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was. Yeah, that was random. I have not experienced that in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stand up and Tinder are just going to be through the roof after all. Tinder! <laughs> yeah. But speaking um, of which, Danish, so yeah, you do have, so you're doing what, like a, a streaming a four-day festival 
that you've well basically it's uh we're, i'm doing an online comedy fundraiser for food banks of canada uh canada yeah. and this was uh, brought to me by a group called berry uncovered they wanted uh, you know like food banks have been uh, the, the usage of food banks is at an all-time high right now you know yeah no and doubt they need help so here we are to help and instead of doing one show uh we decided to do a series of shows over four weeks yeah. Um, once a week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, throughout multiple platforms, uh, you know, the Facebook pages for Barry and Covered. Uh, there's another group called Can uh, Bring Your Bring Your A Game, yeah. uh, which was like a quiz show between some uh, Canada's top mayors. They will be streaming it as well. Um, you can also find it on my social media pages. Uh, you know, Terror. I'm under at Terror Suspect on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I media, love, yeah. The government <laughs> archives, <laughs> the whole thing. But essentially, Wednesdays uh, at 8 p.m. for four weeks from uh, May 26th onwards, there's going to be an online comedy fundraiser fe featuring some heavy hitters from Canadian comedy. Like these are people you've seen, you know, on, you know, on CBC, you've seen on Just for Laughs, you yeah. know, at No Frills, that kind of a thing, you know, real <laughs> Canadian celebrities. And they will be performing for a very good cause. We're, we'll be doing four comics a week. We got people like, you know, Martha Chavez, Leonard Chan, Glenn Foster, Ali Hassan, Mark Trinidad, who will be co-hosting with me. We'll, we'll be taking turns. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, like comedians as well are a very big part of the marginalized community that is dealing with Absolutely. the impact of COVID, yeah. right? People start, you know, we, 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 we put on a face for the world, for social yeah. media and all that. Look at us. We're happy. We're weird. We're, fun, we're having fun. We're successful. But really, we're crying, eating spaghetti over the sink every morning. So I think some of some people would could use the pick me up comedians especially with, with when it comes to performing you know a lot of absolutely people, um if you can't do live hey do it online and at this point we figured out how to have some kind of fun in an online show just even a little bit you well, know you know what you know what the what the the, the last two years really has hmm. really really shown us is just how innovative and industrious and and determined canadian comics mm -hmm. are because if you go back to a year before the pandemic the whole struggle in canadian comedy at that time was getting residuals back from satellite radio play <laughs> yeah. there was comics who live off of those paychecks and absolutely you know and ca canadian comedy came together to to get that back and sort of mm -hmm. formed a union and all this stuff and now there's been a year-long pandemic and comics have figured out a way around that so i really think it's shown that you know canadian comics are such underdogs especially yeah. considering that what's like comedy is like our biggest export in absolutely and you know yeah. the, the 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 kind of skin you have to develop as a canadian comedian like i was telling somebody the other day you know because i do a lot of political comedy i get trolled online a lot get into a lot of arguments and people think that they can say some stuff to hurt me i'm like i chose to work in canadian entertainment you think <laughs> yeah. you can hurt me yeah, can, I trolled myself every day when I choose this. Okay? <laughs> like, come on, get out of here. Okay? But Food cool. Banks of Canada fundraiser. Food Banks of Canada fundraiser. <laughs> May 26th, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. starting May 26th. Uh, it's going to be myself hosting with Mark Trinidad. And we're going to have an amazing time with some star star, truly amazing, funny, creative Canadian comedians. And you know what? It's going to be on a Wednesday. And we've just extended lockdown in Ontario. So yeah. all you got to do is go on, on your social media, which we're doing anyway, and, you know, help, help us entertain you, which helps us to raise money for, you know, people who need money. It's a win-win. There we go. And Danish Anwar, why does that not surprise me? I mean, you've always been one of these people in comedy who, 
You know, in the five minutes that it takes somebody to go to the washroom after they get off stage, you're sitting there with like a new sponsor and a brand new thing. <laughs> for somebody who smokes so much pot, you certainly move fast. That is for sure. Um, He's a hustler. Go, He's a hustler. Yeah. Before we let you go, Danish. So, yeah, where yeah. can people find this online and, and make sure they take part in this? Absolutely. So uh, check out uh, Food Banks of Canada, first of all, Barry Uncovered. That's the group uh, that's organizing this. Uh, yeah. Bring your own A-game. That's another Facebook. And honestly, the easiest way is we'll be posting flyers. Uh, look for the show is called Hunger for Humor. Yeah. Um, uh, look that up. You can also check out my social media, like I said, at Terror Suspect, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Pornhub Premium, that whole thing, <laughs> and uh, OnlyFans. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, check us out May 26th, 8 p.m., four weeks on Wednesdays. Beautiful. Danish Anwar, honestly, man, you've always got some interesting stuff on the go. There's like, even a <laughs> pandemic can't slow you down. Plus, I love what you're doing. That's that a lot of people need that right now. And, and appreciate it. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys check out these shows Wednesday nights. Danish Anwar, thank you so much, buddy. And we look forward to actually seeing you in real life in a studio one day. Yes. Yes. Get that orgy going. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> All right, Danish. Thanks again, man. Good to have thanks, you. Thanks, Danish. That is our show. Once again, make sure you check out Unknown Comedy Club. It's the, honestly, I've never seen something like that. That is mind blowing. Uh, thanks again to Daniel Woodrow, Rodney Ramsey, and Jen Sicato. You can check out that show May 29th. And of course, Danish Anwar also streaming some incredible stuff online and helping out folks in need because we are still very much in the pandemic. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes on Global News Online, right back to the beginning. Vince, can we get a little taste of the soundboard? Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is Jen Sicato. One in here is Australian. I'm sure you're very nice and very loud, uh, <laughs> but I don't like when you talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be straight with you. I hate the Australian accent because my ex is Australian. Mm -hmm. And he's my ex because he cheated on me with his wife. I mean, what about me? That's just selfish, right? One accent I find hot and sexy. This is never a popular opinion, all right? I like the Quebecois accent, SD. Oh my God. Yeah, something about those disappearing and then reappearing H's makes me a little excité in the pantalon, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So hot on this hairplane, my God. Oh my God. 